thank you so much. It's my honor to be here, and I thank you guys for coming. And I pray that when this is over, you'll remember this day for more reasons than one. I've been told to speak on the resurrection of Jesus. And before I read a verse, I just want to talk about Jesus first, and then we'll get into his resurrection. History tells us that Jesus lived in B.C. days. Several centuries after his earthly life, they calibrated the calendars and began to reflect time based on the life of Jesus. Who knows what year it is? 2014, right? It's 2014 because of what? Because 20 centuries ago, a man named Jesus came and lived and died and arose from the dead. So time is measured B.C. and A.D. A.D. means Anno Domino. The word domino is related to the word dominate, which is related to the word for leading or lord. Anno is related to the word, it's it's both Latin words, related to the word annual, which means year or time. So from the time of our Lord, they began to measure time. So it's been 2014 years from the time of our Lord. Before the time of our Lord, they determined to measure history backwards before Christ, B.C., B.C., before Christ. And if it wasn't for Christ, we wouldn't measure time like we do. I mean, the whole world was impacted by his life. And according to people that knew him, they wrote four biographies of his life that are included in the Bible. And the books are named after the men that wrote them. Matthew wrote a book. He was one of the 12 disciples. Mark wrote a book. He was a relative of one of the 12 disciples. Luke, he was not one of the twelve, but he was one of the followers of Jesus. He was a physician. And John also wrote a book, who was one of the twelve disciples. And in their books, in his biography, you get four men's viewpoints of his life. He lived a perfect life, and he was hated for it. He spoke truth without backing down. He had a backbone. He loved hurting people, but he spoke truth in the face of corrupt opposition and it got him killed and according to what he said he said his father sent him to give his life for the world so he knew his life would end but he predicted his resurrection and this happened he said because God loves the world he gave his only son so that whoever would believe in his son would not perish but might have everlasting life the son of God Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. The world was already condemned. Who knows about the Ten Commandments? All right, everybody's broke those things. The penalty for breaking those commandments is death. The key word to the Old Testament is the word death. And Jesus came and lived a perfect life, did not break any of God's commandments, and yet he died. And so, because he was innocent, he was unworthy of that death. That death was not deserved. His death became a gift to give to people that are worthy of death. It's like maybe you were part of of some scenario where you got accused of a crime you didn't commit. And some bad guys out there in the free world, 
enjoying his life and you're in here doing time for something you didn't do that somebody else did, that's what Jesus did. He did time for all of us so that through faith in him, we could be free before God to have his free gift of eternal life. So we're going to assume that you have a little bit of understanding that someone named Jesus came and died for our sins. Now I'm going to share why I believe in the resurrection. But first, let's, when you go to a church, you're going to hear some scriptures read. And this is a letter written to a church in Corinth, Greece, called 1 Corinthians. A man named Paul helped start a church there. And so he wrote them a letter to encourage them. And verse 3 of uh, chapter 15 of that book, he said, I delivered to you, he's telling this church, I delivered to you, first of all, that which I received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he arose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and he was seen by Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. Can we say 500 eyewitnesses? Seen by them all at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James and by all the apostles. Last of all, he was seen by me, also as by one born out of due time. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would use these words to bring life to ever hearer. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we say the letter E? I call this the eight E's. Of evidence for believing in the resurrection. The number one E. The number one piece of evidence for believing in the resurrection. E stands for empty tomb. Can we say empty tomb? They borrowed a tomb to bury him in. Three days later, the tomb was empty. Fifty days later, the church was born. That exists to this day. In the earth. And it was born just a short walk from the empty tomb. People could go there to see that it was empty. Christ was killed by professional executioners. He was buried, and three days later, and placed under guard, and three days later, the tomb was found empty. So the empty tomb. Can we say empty tomb? The second E stands for his enemies. Can we say enemies? His enemies wanted to end his life. And so they took special measures to make sure he was dead. And because he had predicted his resurrection, they took special measures to make sure no one would steal the body. They put Roman guard on 24-7 duty. They never made it to seven. They just made it to three. Why guard an empty tomb, right? They sealed the tomb, making it a crime for anybody to open it. So it was an unopenable tomb made out of rock with a heavy stone rolled in front of it with some guards on duty who changed every few hours, changing shifts. Three days later, the tomb is empty and the stone was rolled away. And the guards had nothing they could do to keep it from happening. So in their efforts... To end the influence of Jesus, his enemies actually helped with the story. They made sure there could be no fake resurrection. Why did they not want a fake resurrection? Because they didn't want to hear about Jesus anymore. That's why they killed him. 
They didn't want to happen what happened. And they set up these guards, they set up this seal, they set up this tomb so that he was done. They wanted him beneath the surface of the soil, no more Jesus. And three days later, much to the chagrin of his enemies, there he was. So God is so awesome, even his enemies wind up working for him. They wind up helping the resurrection story. So not only do we have the empty tomb where it could be seen that he's no longer there, we have the enemies that made sure there could be no fake resurrection. Number three, we have the eyewitnesses. Eyewitness testimony is accepted in any court. An eyewitness is not somebody that heard somebody say somebody said somebody said. That's called hearsay. But an eyewitness is somebody that saw something go down. If you saw a car wreck, you were an eyewitness. Now, eyewitnesses can lie. Some of you may be in here because an eyewitness lied. But 500 people lie? All of them? So we have the eyewitnesses. The fourth reason for believing in the evidence of resurrection is his empowered followers. Can we say empowered? Empowered. The resurrection gave them boldness, gave them a backbone they didn't have. Because when Christ died, they all scattered. They were totally bewildered and shocked, even though Jesus had told them it was going to happen. But when they saw him, not just the empty tomb, But they actually saw him. He came and visited them before going back to heaven. This gave them a boldness to stand that even in the face of their own death and torture, they stood for the resurrection. And not one of them said that it was a hoax. Not one of them said, well, I lied. They stood strong. They believed in the resurrection because it happened. Another reason I believe in the resurrection is his engaged family. Until the resurrection happened, his family really wasn't his followers. They really weren't engaged with what he was about. They just thought at 30 years of age, Jesus started something new and we're not sure about it. Families are known for not respecting each other. Families keep you real. If you want to be a fake, your family's not going to go along with it. Because they're going to tell you the truth, because they care about you. And after the resurrection, his family became fully devoted followers. His mother was present when the church was born. His brothers, two of them, he had four brothers, two of his brothers wrote books in the Bible. One of them became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. They were transformed by the resurrection. Another reason I believe in the resurrection was the enraged empire began to impose emperor worship. They were enraged at any religion that would prevent people from worshiping Caesar, worshiping the king of the empire. Christians wouldn't do it. And the empire knew the story of the resurrection was a problem. And they tried to wipe it out by killing Christians, torturing Christians, throwing them to lions taking their children away, taking their jobs away, starving them out. They could not wipe out faith in the story of the resurrection. The seventh E stands for the embracing. 
of the Roman Empire. After three centuries of fighting the resurrection story, the Roman Empire in the fourth century embraced the resurrection story and made Christianity the official religion of the empire. Now that sounds like it's good, but it really wasn't good because forced conversion creates weird stuff. But it certainly gave people relief from the persecution and the torture that was happening. Why did they eventually embrace the story of the resurrection after centuries of trying to fight it? Because they embraced it is when this whole time measurement thing happened. And they counted backwards to the time of the Lord and began to measure time then. And so we have A.D. as a result of the Roman Empire embracing the story of the resurrection. And finally, I believe in the resurrection because of enduring results. People who believe in the resurrection of Christ are candidates for having their life changed, even today, 20 centuries later. By believing that Jesus died for your sins and that he rose from the dead to be your high priest, your friend, your advocate, your way to heaven. By believing in that, it can change your life. It can wash away your guilt. It can give you courage to face your problems and hope for tomorrow. And faith in the face of opposition. So that's the empty tomb, the eyewitnesses, the enemies, the empowered followers, the engaged family, the enraged opposition of the empire, the embracing of the Roman Empire, and the enduring results today. I pastor at Generations Church. We're not a giant church, but today I worship with a little over 200 people whose lives were changed through faith in Jesus and his resurrection. Maybe you've heard things like this before and you've not believed it. Or maybe you've never heard things like this before. If you find yourself beginning to believe the things I'm saying, that is what the Bible calls saving faith. And the Bible says that faith is not of yourself. It's a gift of God. God has given you the ability to believe. If you don't believe this, but you want to and you just can't, there's a prayer in the Bible where a guy cried out to Jesus, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Can we just bow our heads right now? Lord, I pray for every person in this room who's heard this portion of the gospel. I pray that you would give them the ability to believe this to the point of their life being changed. And I pray, Lord, for those who believe but they have doubts, I pray, Lord, you'd help their unbelief in Jesus' name. If you're here without looking around, not because this is a chicken thing to do, but I want this to be genuine on your part, not because your buddy raised his hand. But if you're here and you'd like for the Lord to come into your life and change you through faith in his resurrection, if you could just raise your hand. All right, let's all pray this prayer together. Oh God in heaven, help me to believe. Jesus, I call on your name. 
I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you've risen from the dead. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And make me new. Give me a heart to know you. Transform me. In Jesus' name. May the Lord give you guys enduring results through faith in the resurrection.